a trifecta From long range you done messed up Get ready for this full court pressure Straight talk to your gut like a Hail Mary Stiff arm in competition, now they ain't ready We ain't worried, got the play in the huddle Hard hitting commentary, make the fan at heart fumble Be humble, you ain't ready for the skills Triple double, let them know that game is real Swinging for the bleachers every time Grand slam every time they hit me rhyme I'm in my prime, no limit on the scrimmage Scramble, shake and bake, got the opposition spinning I'm there grinning, this is easy as a layup Trash talking to the haters, players say what? Chatting all crazy, gotta play me though This is Sports Talk Radio this is Sports Talk Radio, Radio, Radio. This is Sports Talk Radio, Radio, Radio. This is Sports Talk Radio, Radio, Radio. This is Sports Talk Radio. This is Sports Talk Radio, Radio, Radio. This is Sports Talk Radio, Radio, Radio. This is Sports Talk Radio, Radio, Radio. This is Sports Talk Radio, Radio. Everyone, blessed evening. Thank you for joining us and riding with us on this journey. It's episode five. We got our guest right here. I'm gonna let him introduce himself because he, he deserves that amount of respect. You know what I mean? Um, which title should I go by? Which which one should we I? We're gonna I, use your we're yeah, gonna use the government. Let's the get government. The government. government. My name is first. Nigel Byam. That's what everybody pretty much knows me as because mm-hmm. I really use that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. I don't got a cool mm-hmm. nickname like this young fellow. You know, I was blessed. I was blessed. I ain't going to lie. I, I tell a lot of people I got my nickname in you know, my sophomore year when I wasn't even playing in high school. I, was, I played and we were up 40 or losing by 40. You feel me? And okay. the older dudes just respected my grind. And they actually gave me that nickname before I even really proved myself. So I always had it in my head. Like, I got to show. You know what I mean? Exactly. You got to live am. up to it. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. Um, but blessed to have you, bro. Appreciate we'll get your other me. aliases in a minute. <laughs> you got and my man M Extra over here. How y'all doing out there today? You know? And yeah, this is this is a special one. You know what I mean? Nikki Marie sat this one out, but we love her. She in the studio doing what she do. <laughs> she's but, here. She's here. You know what I mean? We, we, we gonna start it off talking about the big fight that <laughs> happened the other night with Houston and LA. It's it's crazy because I'm sitting here with somebody that I've known for 20 years, and I'm thinking. If he getting a fight on the other team, I might just hit my man on my team. I don't know. I don't know. I, I gotta get his take because I know Mike see me fighting another. That's, you know what I'm saying? So just, we gotta get some that's already like, now, now, what, what would happen if you're LeBron James and you got not only Chris Paul who's involved in the fight, but you got Carmelo right here and they like Godfathers to your sons. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what, what do you do then? Um, I think LeBron tends to do things politically correct mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. a lot of times so a lot of times he doesn't want to even if he's upset he's not gonna overstep a certain boundary mm-hmm. but i mean we we come from a different background yeah, where passion yeah, is yeah. different from yeah, when you yeah, have somebody that's yeah. really close to you and you yeah. can trust and call yeah. them your family it's a whole different level that like loyalty, yeah that, loyalty, you can't that politically that. correct you can't is out that. the window for yeah. the most part yeah. with us but i mean th- you got to remember this dude was number one since what since junior high school. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so yeah, yeah, he's been to. that big factor so young that he was, had to be politically correct since he was a baby for but the most part. You know, for, from my take of it, 
I kind of felt like he did the right thing at the end of the day. I mean, what else can you really do besides the alternative? What you said, Just swinging on the team. For some, some games, like, yeah. man, and I'm right. really going to be 0-7. You know what I'm saying? Like, all you can do in that instance is break it up. You know what I'm saying? And, and for, for LeBron and Melo in that instance, I, I saw Melo go from breaking it up to having a little venom in him for Ingram also because of he, because of Ingram swinging on Chris Paul while he was being hit. I think that was the extracurricular by Ingram. Right, you know what I mean? Right. Being a young guy... He's on the world stage right now. Yeah. He knows there's attention on him because everybody's tuning in to watch LeBron. Mm, that's a fact. So you can tell in his production, there's a little mm-hmm. pressure on him. Mm-hmm. That's a there's fact. A little pressure. He ain't playing wide open like mm-hmm. he used to. Mm-hmm. So Ingram's trying to find himself. But also, there's a thing where guys probably see him as soft because he's a little slim body. <laughs> yeah. And if you pay attention, it was a chippy game. Yeah, the Josh Hart clothesline. Mm-hmm. It was a chippy game. Yeah. So And that's I what know I think that people don't. Uh, take into account is that that clothesline happened a few minutes before that. Yeah. So now it was already to a point where the referees had already not called a flagrant two on the clothesline. They called it a flagrant one. So of course the Lakers now are being exactly, objective. Exactly, They're just saying exactly. they automatically want the guy thrown out of the game. That doesn't happen. So now it's like kind of fishing for a little payback out here right now, you yeah. know? Like, it, it was getting real chippy out there. Those guys were going back and forth. You know, it was, it was maybe a, a matchup preview for the playoffs later on this year if the Lakers make it. But I, I definitely felt like there was some uh, some sword measuring going it, on it, out yeah. there. It definitely know? was. And, and I think with Ingram's situation, it's just the fact that he's young. Yeah. He came in the league and, you know, he probably was good where he lived, mm-hmm. but he wasn't on the world stage like LeBron. Right. So he probably got our mindset. My man's is fighting. I'm in there. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's my teammate. Yeah. And yeah. to be honest with you, I was kind of like, yeah. And I seen him. We don't have the same relationship and ties to Chris Paul or anybody on the Rockets. For him, he's only doing what he was taught right. growing yeah, up, exactly. which is we ride for one another. We all getting in trouble with one of us getting in trouble. So I'm like I said, LeBron did the right thing, and Ingram, we can't really promote violence on this podcast. <laughs> That's a fact. So we're yeah. going to say that he did the, the, the right thing culturally yeah, in a the, lot of people's eyes. The they feel like that's the culture we come from where it's like yeah. we riding, you know what I'm saying, yeah, no matter what but the I have a question is. for you guys now, though. Okay, so what happens in the locker room now as Ingram and maybe Jason Hard and Rondo and all of these guys have no – vested interest in anybody over there on the Rockets. They don't have any care or feelings for anybody over there, but LeBron does. So how do we now come into the locker room and how do we uh, treat LeBron now moving forward after this situation is over? Well, for me, that, that's, that's easy. You know, LeBron's been around a long time. This ain't the first, the first rodeo. You know, I remember a game when uh, him playing against D-Wade and D-Wade getting into it with a guy and, you know, Le- right. LeBron's like he, like like Nigel said, he's always going to do the politically correct thing. Yeah. And the right thing to do is separate the guys, make sure that everybody's out of the whole thing, and 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 then get to your teammates and say, let's refocus and win this mm-hmm. game. That's You're not matter. supposed to fixate on that moment mm-hmm. more than ten seconds after mm-hmm. it happens. You got to mm-hmm. refocus. It could be the reason why they lost the game. It was a one point game when it happened. Nobody's talking That's about a fact. that. That's it's a, a one fact. point game. Yeah, Ingram over reacted tremendously mm-hmm. to a play that James Harden, I've seen him do a hundred thousand times. So Scott report would tell you he, need, he needs a big brother like LeBron <laughs> in his growth process because he's not as mature as Kyle Kuzma. Everybody can see that. Yes. Soon as he sat down that next game, Kyle Kuzma went for 37. So he's a guy that understands mm-hmm. the, when to take advantage of opportunity, how to conduct yourself on and off the also, court. Also, I think Kuzma's less of a guy that's fishing for success. 
Like he's he's kind of like just letting opportunity knock, as opposed to Ingram, who I feel like has always got his foot on the gas. He's always trying to be aggressive in some way, shape, or form. He's not the layback, sit in the corner, wait for a swing type type mm -hmm. of guy. He's somebody who wants to get a couple dribbles in, get real comfortable out there. He's, and I and I actually think that if LeBron wasn't on the Lakers, that they would play through him a lot more because he has that ability to put the ball on the floor and create for others, you know, through that. I think that's where half of his pressure came from. Yeah. When Kuzman came in mm -hmm. and yeah, that, he that, was right. that that yeah. that rising right. star yeah. that was supposed to Ingram was Coming supposed to be that college with the big name yeah like Ingram right. was supposed to be that yeah. guy mm -hmm. and yeah. Kuzman came and kind of like wow look yeah. at this dude forget yeah. about Ingram yeah. right now yeah. I mean like I love a guy like he said it takes advantage of opportunities okay he doesn't talk a lot they got him playing the they got him playing the center, center in the second yeah. unit so he he's sacrificing yeah. every single yeah. day he goes out there he, he got to lift weights up. and, and yeah. keep yeah, his yeah. keep yeah. his energy you know what I mean yeah. for guys like us who play power forward yes. you know what yes. I'm saying you know when you undersized yeah. man you getting chipped up some games <laughs> you sore some games you like man I wish I was out on that wing <laughs> so it's like I got much respect for Kyle Kuzma and I got to give respect to Rondo on the three-piece. He missed the second one on the three-piece because the ref pulled him. But, man, that, that, Ron, Rondo impressed well, for me, me, man. For me, I'm, I was more impressed with CP3 and the fact that he took the two first blows and, and was able to get his off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's because the ref grabbed him. That, the second one would have been a stunner. But, and then the third one would have been But, but once down, the first one came off, the grabbing was for everybody yeah, now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right. So they were holding CP3 I, I, I just like that. You know, a guy like Rondo, who everybody perceives as a guy who's, you know, tough guy, yeah. he show everybody when it's bit. time. You know, show us who you really it are. It wasn't much talking, neither. Man, it took two seconds after the push in the face, oh, yeah. and here comes yeah. the yeah. right, boom, left. And but you know, right to it. I think, right we have to to, it. I think we have to address the fact that those guys had bad blood, you know, because I think in assessing the whole situation on the whole, we, we, we tend to I've, – I've been hearing a lot of outside noise where they have – Rondo kind of build as the the bad guy in the situation. Yeah, yeah, and we're, we're going to let that one build because right. a lot's coming out, all right? You got guys on both sides. I've yeah. heard Rondo, too, right. that he's not a good teammate. Right. Yeah. So you definitely look for us to continue this conversation. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to turn to the Giants because we're in New York, and I don't know if you're a New York Giants fan or New York Jets fan or if you like Red Bull and soccer. I don't know, but we're going to get to it because – he liked the Giants, and I continuously tell Mike not to waste his time, um, not to get his hopes up, and well, you know, Monday, to go out there and watch some layer egg in Atlanta, man. What, what's up? Monday, I did uh, make the fatal mistake of staying in the house again to Ooh, to watch this what game. What did you miss, man? I hope it was something nice, um, something important. I mean, too, you know, man. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really miss too much. I, mm. I try to make sure I leave the schedule open to watch the Giants okay, lose. Man. You know what I mean? Um, you know, it's it's becoming a ritual now. You know, um, one in six now this year. Last you know, year, I'm, I'm not even gonna bother trying to remember what we were. What do you mean? No, nobody's talking about Eli Manning's performance. As, as in a bad performance or good no, performance? I, no, as in that's the reason why we're losing. Like, at any, any other state, you would be hearing the quarterback get criticized more than anybody else on the team. Aaron Rodgers held to a high-level accountability. Facts. Tom Brady's held to a high-level accountability. Even Case Keenum's held to a high-level accountability. The Broncos are losing because they have no run game, but everybody wants to scream about Case Keenum. They won't say anything well, about Eli well, Manning. Well, well, see, that's the thing that, that confuses me about your judgment when it comes to the Giants and how um, 
filtered it is as, as to, to where you're trying to push so much of the rhetoric on Eli Manning. Now, the same issue that you're saying the Broncos have, the Giants have. Saquon Barkley ran for 40 yards in that game. If the Broncos had Saquon Barkley, things would be okay. That's their well, problem. They well, don't have a Saquon well, Barkley. Well, the, Eli's well, the got thing a Saquon about it Barkley is, though, is the Giants have a Saquon done. Barkley, but they don't have the Broncos' offensive line. So, you know, take right, you know yeah, what I mean? We, we don't have it's not, those. It's not an elite offensive line. It's, it's it, not an elite it, well, offensive well, line. Well, it's not, it's not, um, it's not schoolyard either. Yeah, like, that's a fact. That's what we're dealing those with those right now. <laughs> that's a fact. We're dealing with schoolyard. Listen, you can put them on milk cartons. They ain't been around in a exactly. long time. So many times we've been, so many times we've been watching games and you see Saquon Barkley get the ball and as soon as the handoff is made, somebody's yeah, on top yeah. of him. Thank already. God he can make that first. You know what I mean? He, if he wasn't, off, if he wasn't as great of a player as he is, then what will we be dealing with right now? I think every time Wayne Gallman checks into the game and we get the number two running back in, we see exactly how bad the offensive line is because every time he comes in, loss, 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 two yard gain, two yard gain. We don't get anything going when Wayne Gallman comes into the game because we can't block at all this is a, a put your foot in the ground one cut running back who wants to get to the second level and, and inflict some punishment on guys but he's always who's being you, encountered by so, defensive so who's your team, man? giants i mean that came oh, from, so my, from, the team, man. from my my dad okay it's the same okay. thing as the mix same thing as the mix you kind of yeah these these this you just fan, rock with these, it. These lifetime fan tickets were passed yeah. down you know, <laughs> you know, you know what, what i mean? mean it's something you just rock with and like you said about like like the situation with quarterbacks wise it's, I think favoritism yeah, okay. around the league, it. period, is through the roof. Yeah. We know his background. We know the family background. Yeah, we know all that good very stuff. legendary. And, but I think you guys have to keep in mind that there is a lot of good stuff. You know what I'm saying? You, when you look at Aaron Rodgers, what do you see? Um, um, doesn't talk to his family. Uh, you know, uh, is his brother and his mother and father. That's a horrible team. And then on top of that, horrible team. guys out. I've seen Eli Manning just last year. Jason Pierre Paul was on the team before the trade. Eli was holding a press conference at his locker to discuss the fact that his starting position had just gotten taken away. Mm. And the news is interviewing him. And then in the background, you can hear Jason Pierre Paul chuckling, laughing because Eli was tearing up and crying because they were asking him about his career and, you know, the, what the job meant to him, things of that nature. So, for me, Elon Manning is the ultimate great teammate. He is, and, and, and I think we have to look at that. If you're a guy with a clean-cut image like him, never been yeah. in trouble, never even smelled trouble before, you know, um, outside of this memorabilia crap that they just try to bring up. But other than that, I mean, never did anything to hurt anybody, nothing malicious to anybody, never did anything of, the na of, that, of that nature. So, politically for me, correct. we have to give him that. Yeah, we have to give him right, that. All right, all right. So, so we're going to end this, this particular discussion on thumbs up, thumbs down, Odell Beckham is backing up his talk. I think after 150 on the, uh, in the air yeah. yesterday and a touchdown, he's showing that this is his team. You know what I mean? And if you put that ball in his area, he's going to take care of the rest of it. So they got to go out and shop for a quarterback. Yeah. All right? Uh, let's go talk about the MLB because we would be insane if we don't talk about game one of the World Series. You know, L.A. Dodgers losing to the Boston Red Sox, who seem unbeatable. <laughs> like, you know, I got to tune in now because it's the World Series. You know, I don't watch the regular season. MLB fans, y'all could be mad at me, I understand. <laughs> but um, it's just too slow paced. I like the playoffs. There's more on the line and great pitching. Uh, Clinton Kershaw looked terrible, Mike. Why is he so up and down, bro? 
Well, um, I think that anybody who's put in those type of circumstances, World Series, biggest stage, uh, you know. Yeah, after year two, they've been. I going mean, you know what I mean. It's 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 wear and tear. Also, to me, um, he's he's somebody that's relied upon to pitch a Pissed lot of innings. No rest before, yes. like one yes. day too. They called so on him a lot. We see that now with CC Sabathia on the Yankees. Um, yeah, when he yeah. was on the Indians, he was he was heavily used. You know, mm-hmm. uh, short rest, all of these things, and that's why we have to. To, to spin it a little bit, we have to keep these athletes in mind when they get older, when they're going through these uh, debilitating injuries or things that are slowing them down. As fans, we always just crack on the guy. We always, uh, we're so quick to jump off of his bandwagon. But you don't know what these guys go through to be able to just put That's that uniform on and go yeah. out there every time. That's to, a fact. To, to, to the mental uh, hurdles that they have to jump over to, to, to block out the injury or block out the pain and still perform. And then when you're done and you don't perform the way you normally do, everybody's just ready to, to flush you down the toilet. Whole state. The great thing about baseball right now is during the World Series and everybody's keying in on everything, a guy like me who's not, you know, really baseball savvy, mm-hmm. I'm able to learn a lot on the fly because everything's magnified, man. Yeah. Every hit, right. every every position. Right. You you get on first base is like it's scoring position yes. already, really. Right. Like like so you got, yeah, if you're yes. a good manager, you're already thinking yes. about, yes. you know, telling that next guy, hey, just get it down on the ground. This guy fast. Yeah, I mean like, you playing <laughs> so me, smart just to get what one you're point talking because about, the pitching is so good. What you're talking about right now is manufacturing runs. Mm-hmm. And that's something that the Red Sox do so well yeah. on top of the fact that they have superstar mm-hmm. power hitters in their lineup as and well. They can right on top of the great pitching also. These guys aren't forced to just be one track with where they're home run or nothing. Mm-hmm. These guys come out there, they'll steal a base if they have to. They'll uh, sack somebody over, uh, sack fly somebody home. These guys, these guys are like they're well-rounded baseball players. And now here at home with the Yankees, it's like we have so much of just power hitting. See how everything you got the Yankees is, in there? Yeah, I have to throw in a little hometown reference. Every time. <laughs> but you know, every everything with the Yankees is home run or nothing. You know, mm-hmm. and it's sad at, that we have to go through a whole regular season of this stuff just for the playoffs to come and then see all the weaknesses that we knew that they had yeah. the whole time. Get yeah, exploited. well, well, you know, chicks, lucky a lot, chicks dig the long ball. You know, and, um, we see it in football, you know, the scores are up. You know, we see it in basketball, the points are up. Uh, you know, everyone's trying to, you know, put an emphasis on offense. It's, it's just the way it goes. You know, I mean, I even see in tennis, you know, people are getting stronger. I mean, it's like they're serving faster. Yeah. So I don't know what they're eating. Yeah. Every game's getting heightened, yeah. and athletes are getting faster, and people are, are training and eating better, and the games are going in a great direction. Mm-hmm. On that note, we're going to get to know my guy, Nigel, a little better. <laughs> you know, I've, I've done a little research, you know, um, Nikki Marie acted as a producer uh, this week <laughs> and, you know, got me well prepared for this interview. Um, she's our, uh, our journalist with the longest seniority. So, um, <laughs> Nigel, man, tell me about your LLC, mm-hmm. Learn From a Pro. Um, so, basically, Learn From a Pro is basically um, a company that I generated thinking about athletes as myself, mm-hmm. as you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens to us at such a young age we tend to be so worked up in basketball yes. and school only is the rest of the world just doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. And we never even, we never have anybody to tell us like, listen, this will end. See that in so many kids we mentor. Yeah, it's, it's, it's literally sad. Like even if you end and you have an amazing career and then you get to 37, let's just say that. Mm-hmm. And you could play until 37, life really begins right after that. Mm-hmm. And you're still young. 
Hey, man, listen, I'm, I'm working in a high school right now, and I'm teaching college readiness and, you know, career exploration, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm filling out FAFSAs with kids yes. right now. So I'm trying to explain to them, when, this, when the graduate, the day you graduate, when you leave, you're grown now. Yeah. And now you have serious things you need to think about. Mm -hmm. You have bills. You have transportation. You yes. got to get around. You got to get, you, you have to wake up. You that need sufficient sleep. Yeah, like. You can't stay up anymore until 2 in the morning playing Fortnite. Yeah. You got to get up. You got to work. You got responsibilities and people that's looking for you to, to, to meaningfully change their lives. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Um, only yeah, a few yeah. of them are built for it, in my opinion. A lot of them, they cower when they hear that. Mm -hmm. But some of them, their chests go up. And they're like, yeah, I can't wait till I get out of here. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I can't wait. So yeah. programs like yours are valuable, man. They're giving yeah. direction to young people who have none. And, and like we spoke about a little earlier, um, I think even with student athletes, right, we have so much things catered to us, bro. Like, you talking about fast foods. I never seen one. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I was fortunate. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. playing at Division One school, we don't, yeah. we don't touch paperwork. Mm -hmm. Like our mm -hmm. schedule literally gets to us. Like somebody mm -hmm. basically makes our life, our four years' life and, is and, like. And that same yeah. enabling <laughs> nature is what destroys us yes. when we get right. out of college. Right. Yes. When I left There's college, no I had no hand. idea yeah. of what credit was. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea yeah. Yeah. Of, of of what Con Ed was. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and allowing. Uh, my uh, building an infrastructure for, for my life or budgeting and, and things that no one talked about because for the most part they looked at us and said, all right, if you make the NBA, you'll make a bunch of money and you'll pay a guy to do I'll that. I'll give you, you know a great I mean? example of it. Today was the first day that I got to speak to my team and address them. So when I spoke to them today, <laughs> the principal was sitting in the, in the meeting and one of the things that he said to the kids was, it's a privilege to play basketball. Um, we're not going to be on your back about schoolwork. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I had to take over from there and pause them for a second, and I had to let them know, like, we're not going to be on their back for schoolwork. Schoolwork is on your back. If you don't pass <laughs> your classes, you can't play. Like, that's just hand the end-all, be-all. Like, if you don't pass, you can't play. And I had to speak to them. They don't know about the NCAA clearinghouse. That's where I come they don't know SAT <laughs> scores to get through the clearinghouse, ACT to get through the clearinghouse. They know none of that stuff. So just bringing all of that stuff up today, it just gave us a broader uh, scale of why programs like yours are needed yes, in the community. Yes, and it's, 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 it's so important. Like you, you mentioned NCAA clearinghouse, right? So I didn't play high school basketball, mm -hmm. but I went to junior college. Mm -hmm. Dude Tippy, you know, his whole yeah, program that he got going on. Good shout guy. Shout out Tippy. Yes, yeah, big, out Tippy. big. Like Brooklyn changed my legend, complete, complete life change. Like, you know, through that program and got to junior college, junior college All-American. At this point, Clarenhouse and all that stuff like that, like this being done for me. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, was, yeah, I was the man. Yeah, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, we don't yeah. know these they things really exist because mm -hmm. they're taking care of so much for us. But then again, there's the athlete who's probably a Division Two or a Division Three athlete mm -hmm. that has to do this himself yep. or herself. Yep. Well, you know, uh, you know, we definitely want anybody that doesn't know, you know, not just from Brooklyn, yes. you know, but you also have Caribbean roots, <laughs> yes, you yes, know, yes. that you're very prideful about. Mm -hmm. And you know, here at Sports Talk Radio, we love inclusion. You know, yes. we 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 want to build this platform to give people who don't have a voice a voice, and if that means traveling to the 
to the Caribbean, we might do that. Let's do it. There's a lot of things <laughs> that, know, that we know you guys want to go too. There's a lot of things that is that are afflicting the Caribbean yeah, islands right yeah, now. Right now, it's, you know, we want to send serious. our love. Definitely, everyone man. dealing with those hurricanes and all these Lots natural disasters. Definitely thinking about you guys Trinidad, in the Caribbean. You know, pray for everybody out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. You know, Nikki Marie, you know, we uh we definitely, you know, we with you and all your people out there. Um tell us about your upbringing. Um, um so basically like I said I didn't I didn't play high school basketball. So basketball wasn't really a thing for me, you know what I mean? And um picked it up late. Yeah, I played a little soccer coming from the Caribbean, you know. Footwork. I was that. I was that. I got. You know, the soccer thing was huge for me and um so just coming up in Brooklyn like, you know, a lot of a lot of times I was labeled like the, the cool guy, but also the weird guy, right? Mm -hmm. Because at a young age, I was so focused. Mm -hmm. Oh, maturity, maturity. Yeah. That, do, that do that to people. Yes. It, that yes. do that to people. They think you're an anomaly yeah. Yeah. because you're mature. Yeah. But the right people see that and they understand exactly. who you are. Like, and that's why you moved up. A couple, so, couple of my friends is like, you know, I used to sit down and I'll focus. I'd be like, yo, y'all gonna see me on ESPN one day. And he was like, yo, Nigel, you, you don't even play basketball, bro. What are you talking about, man? Like, this doesn't even make any sense. I'm like, okay. But you got to speak it into existence. And right? that's, that's what yeah. a lot of people now, it's, you know, with the, with the whole law of attraction situation and people are now starting to understand that, you know, once you keep saying things mm -hmm. and you believe it, yeah. that energy it, yeah. it, it's going to attract to you. And yeah. that's exactly what I was doing at a young yeah. age. I had yeah. no clue. You know, you know one of the, the biggest slogans, you know, from a lot of people that I follow, you know, some influencers on Instagram is uh, positive vibes only. Mm -hmm. Facts. And, and that's something mm -hmm. that, you know, I live by. I don't want to hashtag it every day and, you know, water it down. No, I'm serious. I feel like a lot of phrases get watered down and the yeah. people get tired of them. And I want to say that every day. I want to wake up and put positive vibes only and just start my day like that and just let it manifest yeah. itself. You know what I'm saying? And just see what happens with all the positive vibes that I'm giving out and that I'm accepting from the universe. And seven years pro, all right, I got to ask because I stopped early. I got yeah. two sons and I have my oldest son living in Morocco. And, you know, it was hard. You know, I can't. Ignore the yeah, other one. And, yeah. You know, so it was just I had to make a sacrifice. Why did you stop playing? My son. <laughs> I had a son, and, and you know how it is being a yeah. professional. You're away eight months out of the year. Yeah, yeah it's tough. And so now like seeing my son. Nine, moments. ten if you win in Ex chips. Ex you know what I mean? Like, you, if you, you're yeah, there for a while. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like I don't want to come back. My son is not walking, and now I come back, and he's running, mm -hmm. throwing around what basketballs. That, and now I'm like, mm -hmm. that will hurt me. Mm -hmm. yeah. Dearly, yeah. like, you listen, know. Listen, I'm supposed to be on a world tour with the JBA right now, but leaving my family for two months in the summer, two and a half months, it was, my son's only 18 months. He's still, he ain't even saying daddy yet. <laughs> I'm not going to leave and come back and he's saying mama and exactly. don't know who I am. Like, Man, I, I'm, I lose my mind. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I'm, that's I'm so another into thing. my kids. That's another like, thing. Like, let's, 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 let's talk about that for a second, too. Fathers who are actually doing what they're supposed to do in their kids' lives. I think exactly. that's something that's yes. underrated. You know, the, sac the sacrifice comes with something. Exactly. Know? Every single exactly. time my son smile. That that's yeah, I get it back. Hey, basketball doesn't even right matter. Back. At that yeah, point. I get it right yeah. back. And, and, smile, and like I, I think that that's something too that's downplayed is being content with the fact that that little guy is supposed to be better than you. That's a fact. He's supposed to be raised up to be you times two or times three or times ten if it's possible. Yeah. So I think that that's something that we downplay a lot. A lot of fathers are all right with the son being. The, the, the splitting image of them or, you know, something less than what they were. Yeah, and yeah. you have to be 
um, you have to have a certain type of confidence and a belief in yourself Definitely. in order to you also have get to be somebody selfless. else to let's, get let's better just be straight you. up. You got to be selfless. Yes. You know, in order for my kids to shine, I got to take a step back. You have to. I got to take a step back. When they listen, that's why I love Lavar. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, like yeah, he built those boys up. And then he said, go out to the world and be amazing, man. Be the best at what you want to do. And then equip them with all the confidence that they need. To you hear what I'm saying? saying waver, that's, that's what right. he said to them. Word yeah. word. Go out there in waver. the world and be the best ball players y'all could be. Whatever you need, I got you. Mm -hmm. So, like. And, and some stuff that he says, people will say he's crazy. Like, for instance, he would say, my son could beat Michael Jordan. Everybody be like, nah, sports fans are like, nah, he's crazy, he's crazy. If it's never... If Michael Jordan never laced up in front of his son, mm -hmm. you would never know. know. And exactly. he should have full confidence exactly. in his kids absolutely, absolutely. to say he, should, he, should he can probably do it. Him. Regardless absolutely. if he think in the back absolutely. of his head, like, yo, Mike, Mike was real. But you know, so I think it was unprecedented what he's doing right now. Oh, definitely. The fact that he came out and boasted and bragged about his sons to the, to the point where we were all looking like, well, well let me see what, what is this guy talking about right now. Well, you know what I'm saying? Himself. I need to know. I'm going to keep it real. I love LeVar. I got a lot of love for the movement, but... The G League just shut all that down, man. Oh. 125K yeah. means sign right here where I'm from. He, yeah. he's, he's, you know I mean? he's definitely comment about that. I don't yeah. know if you guys seen it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, it's, he it's, set the trend, and I love the fact that he knows he set yes, the trend. Yes, like, that's what knows. That's the most important thing. That's and, you can, and you can look to see Melo in that G League next year for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know for sure. I haven't spoken oh, to yeah. him about it, but I guarantee <laughs> that's the move. And we're gonna wrap it up there on that JBA tour. Cause them guys out there in that world tour killing everybody. And I really appreciate everybody that tuned in today. Want to appreciate our guests, man. This yeah. guy got a lot to teach the youth. And he wants to, he lives a life of service. And I think a lot of black men, especially, could learn from him. Not just him being a father, but where he came from and the direction he's headed in. You got something to say to the people? Um, well, basically, I just want to tell the people that, you know, if, if, if you have a problem with something, mm -hmm. you know, you got to help that change. It's like one of, the, one of the things that a lot of athletes do as soon as they leave, be like, oh, I'm leaving the hood, I'm making it, and I'm never coming back, yeah. which is horrible. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like in the basketball world, like not playing high school basketball, being a seven-year professional, I made it at, at, in some stain. Like, I've made it. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to go back to Flatbush or I'm not going to go back to the nah, East or nah, Brownsville listen, that, and not help out. That's why we right here in Best Stop. Yeah, you know like, you know what I mean? Because I, I, I didn't know where we was at. We right here in Best Stop. You know what I mean? And, uh, we like to affect change right here in our community. That's a fact. So all y'all stay healthy, stay blessed, and love each other, man. Sports Talk Radio. I'm your boy Six Mitch. Your boy M Extra. And my and our very special guest, man, Nigel. Look him up. But give me your Instagram. Give me your Instagram. Instagram is very simple. I M N B two one. Peace, y'all.